I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two favorite hosts, I'm D, and this is Honeymooner AJ. We're coming at you with Season 6, Episode 34, Patricia and the SLA. What do pro-Nazi news CEOs and leftist terrorists have in common in the 1970s? You're going to find out today. For additional content, find us on Patreon, Instagram, and pointsopressure.com. Let's get to it, baby! Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Oh, I didn't think you could you could fit it all in, but you did. I'll be doing car commercials in your uh, local Ford ad soon enough. You could do that. I I bet if we knew <laughs> anything about getting into that industry, you could do that for like ten bucks. Ford truck money. <laughs> now say Arby's, we want your meat. Arby's, we want your meat. That's perfect. That's yeah, exactly H. Like John that. Benjamin. Yeah, that sounds like our old intros. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Do not listen to season one. Uh, yeah, just skip it all. Uh, when we hit enough episodes, those are all going to be not archived. They're just going to yeah, be removed. just going to be gone. We're going to remove <laughs> them and then like six months later, redo them. <laughs> yeah, word for word, every in, in, single in one. In the exact same order. I'm just oh, going to yeah. take my old notes from the same old episodes. I don't and just have redo those it. notes. <laughs> I think I still have them. Somewhere. I might be able to find them, but a couple of them are just written down in a notebook. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Been long thrown away for sure. All right. Well, how's your week going? That was okay. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. This is uh, we're recording this one a little early. This is a yes. Thursday night. Another very early one. Yeah. <laughs> Make up. Sorry. Bless you. you. Now I'm gonna have my nose is gonna get stuffed. For this entire episode. Because we talked for like an hour and a half. Yeah, whoops. Before we started. That's fine. Yeah, how was your week? We're gabbers. Uh, It was good, just busy, you know, getting everything, trying to get everything done before I go out of town tomorrow. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, we made it. Yeah. Um, You guys won't know. Yeah. This comes out on Monday the 2nd. Oh, yeah. Happy first day of Spooktober. This is not a Spooktober episode. But after after this, it should be. If you look into it enough, it can be. I guess it's. I mean, it is. It it does unveil true horror, just like most of our episodes. Whether it's it's from us or from the content, either yeah. way. Something about this episode might be scary. I yeah, I think some of this is scary. So boo. I uh, boo ah, we got gotcha. you. <laughs> so this episode, I was gonna do a different guy. I was gonna talk about a dude. Who scammed a bunch of people into dying in on the coast of Brazil somewhere? That'll be in two um, weeks. But yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> that'll be after October probably. <laughs> but it's a great one. It's another like sneaky schemes kind of scammy asshole guy. Oh, okay. So that's coming up. But I came across a meme, of course, where all great pieces of art stem from. Yes, yes. After 2012. Yeah. So we, I came across <laughs> this meme, and it kind of viewed it it outlines stockholm syndrome in a different way that i've never okay thought about so stockholm syndrome you know it's the hostage situation and then the hostages start being more sympathetic towards the criminal than the police which they is start actively working against honestly, the police always should be the case well because when this started <laughs> well yeah but when when this started in the 50s you know when this kind of was um, investigated and where it kind of showed up, cops were still like, "Oh, they're the good guys." Yeah, that was that yeah. was the 
the view of them. I mean, and that, that actually plays into it, is the interpretation of the police. So one of the hostages in the original, like, bank robbery that the they, term yeah. Stockholm Syndrome came from actually said that in, in her account, her name is Kristen Enmark, she said that the police were acting completely incompetently with little care for the hostages' safety. This forced the hostages to negotiate for their life and release the robbers on their own. In the process, the hostages saw the robbers behaving more rationally than the police negotiators and subsequently developed a deep distrust towards the latter. So they, it sounds to me like just a really fucking inept police department. Yeah, the police that were... That doesn't even sound like a biased opinion. It just yeah, sounds right? like the police really fucked up and didn't know how to handle a bank robbery. Yeah, the, the police were aggressively trying to agitate the oh criminals. God, they dude. were pointing guns at the criminals while the hostages were in the firing line. Jesus like fucking Christ. One of the captors tried to protect the hostages that. from being caught in the crossfire, but the cops didn't care if they were in the crossfire. So it really shows that the, the victims in this case were like, no, wait, these, these criminals, you know, these people who were robbing this bank, they don't really want to hurt us. These are just people in a desperate situation yeah. who, you know, not didn't necessarily make the right choices, but these people care about us more than the police. Yeah. Probably. So, of course, they, my, this would My happen. guess is this happened in a minority neighborhood. This what happened in <laughs> Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So oh, I just I just love the idea that my, my new theory is that Stockholm Syndrome and the study of it and everything has been heavily influenced by cops being bastards for all time, but people not willing to accept that. So then saying, oh, the hostages must be going crazy rather yeah, than right. the hostages are seeing the humanity in the victims while the cops have lost their entire humanity. Wow, they're feeling compassion for... Common criminals. They must be crazy. Okay, that is a very common theme in this story. So um, keep that. It was so, perfect because it, it kind of transitioned into the story that I'm doing today. So are you talking about what, like, coined the term? No, not okay. at all. Was it, did you go, like, any more into the research for that whole event? No. Because I have, I've wanted to. I've do wanted, it. It would I've be a wanted great to do episode. an episode discussing, like, Obviously, you guys would now know what Stockholm Syndrome is, but like, uh, apparently the entire premise and everything that happened leading up to it is just a fucking crazy, crazy thing. Um, one of our patrons a while back recommended it. Um, yeah, you should you should do a full I've, episode. I I have it written down. But I just you haven't gotta gotten to you gotta it. do it from my perspective, from my theory, because uh, yeah, yeah, it I makes mean, sense reading accounts of the hostages in those original situations. Now I want to read accounts of other people who have been accused yeah, of having Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome and seeing were the cops assholes? Were they endangering the lives of the hostages while the criminals <laughs> just? Wanted, we're using them for leverage, but otherwise wanted them to not die. In like, an episode written by D and or AJ, yeah, yes, yeah, the cops it will were be. assholes. But I, I, I don't know. I, it got me thinking, and I, I was talking to my wife about it, and we had like a big conversation about it, and then this showed up. Yeah, and there's an Instagram account that I follow that I absolutely love. It is definitely not for everybody. It posts very, very difficult images a lot of the times. I think it's called uh, Festering Voluminous Mass. I've sent you a couple things. Mm -hmm. um, but they pay, they post like 
they're hard pictures all, yeah. and all sorts of weird stuff. So some of them are like weird art exhibits. Some of them are just like, here's a mass grave in Rwanda. This is what happened. There's been lots of pictures of, of Bosnia yeah, you, during yeah. the Yugoslavian civil war and like definitely not for everyone. If you're into weird yeah. shit like me, you like it, but it's definitely it, it's difficult. Yeah, it's, and and it's got they, some heavy shit on there yes. for sure. And they they did a little slideshow of the person that I'm talking about today in their story, just a really small version. I was like, oh my god, this involves kind of that almost almost that Stockholm type thing. You should follow them with our oh pressure I should, points account. I should. That way, if anyone wants to find them. They can just go in and search mass or whatever the fuck Festering. it was. Festering. Festering, and it'll show yeah, up. I'll you should do it. that. I'll, I'll remind yeah, yeah. you at the end of the episode. That would be awesome. Or actually, oh, no, I don't have my... Yeah, I have my phone on me. I'll search yeah, it. Yeah. Search it. It's... I mean, they're good, but there's some pretty brutal yeah. ones. There, I think there's one. It's heavy. I don't know so why just... I'm laughing. But, you know, you got to <laughs> laugh or you'll cry. Um, I think there was one where somebody's face was just on the asphalt after it got blown off. Jesus. Like, it's, it, it's not all just senseless gore like the whole point of it seems to be like yeah this is the horrible shit and then there's some exposition there's some historical buildup there's some hey this shouldn't have happened at all what the fuck there's some are you I'm still, I'm at still right listening now? to you but I saw one and it's them removing a contact from oh yeah yeah they removed a stack of contacts it, there's like 30 so heavily infected they're, oh, they're like 30 they're, they're yellow because of a bacteria that yeah. has infected the eye. Ooh. But yeah, they have a lot of other historical stuff on here. Yeah, so and some of it's it just out. like weird art, and I love weird art. So like there was one where it was just like this weird creature, yeah, like alien weird, that. elongated long, thing, and it looks like limbs. they're doing surgery on it. Yeah. But so so that that's how we got here. This story, I kind of wrote the notes in a hurry, so they're... A little out of order, but bear with me, and it makes sense. And I'm I purposely leave out some information to be revealed later, and you know all all that fun stuff. So Patricia Hurst is who we're we're talking about. Um, she was born February twentieth, nineteen fifty four, in California. She's a Cali girl. She was the third of five daughters. She surf, of course. Okay, I just want to make sure that that's not something that's going to be revealed later on in the episode. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I wouldn't. Sure. I wouldn't leave that cliffhanger for the end. Uh, she went to mostly school, like girls' school, schools for girls. Same. Um, yeah, right. <clears throat> then she went to UC Berkeley for college. Hell yeah, man! Oh yeah, C- Cali girl all the way through and through. She only could have been more Californian if she went to fucking Chico State. Baby. Oh yeah! I shit you not. CSU Chico. Yeah, that's Hell the yeah. one. <laughs> that's some. That's some fucking shit. I love that. I had to deal with that school a lot in my work. Oh god. So, she starts studying art history. Best degree. Hey, somebody's got to do it. Oh, and a lot of her decisions and stuff will re- it'll make more sense further down the road. I mean, to be fair, if I could go into college and study art history, oh my god, hell I would yeah, do it. I, I probably wouldn't make it my major, but I would I would definitely learn about it. I mean, the fact she's going to UC Berkeley means that her parents can afford a degree like that. Yeah, yeah, they're exactly. like, oh yeah, you're fine. <laughs> exactly. So 
uh, also she so she moves into a an apartment on campus i believe or very near it and because she was also engaged to a man by the name of Stephen weed which oh is the Stephen weed at uc berkeley oh my god <laughs> This is amazing. I, it sounds like I made these characters up. It does. <laughs> so they're living their life. They're, uh, you know, young, engaged college kids in California in yeah. the 70s. Yeah. With a guy whose last name is Weed. Yeah. Fuck. He's definitely dealing. And LSD, if he's not, oh yeah. he's a bitch. I don't think LSD is is illegal yet. If it is, it's very recently uh, the Vietnam War is is climbing to a close. It's getting very close to ending, if it hasn't ended yet. And, man, what a time to be alive. Yeah, for real. <sighs> what year? 72? 74? 74. Okay. Early 74. February 4th, 1974. I had oh, it in the next oh, line. There you go. She's 19 years old. And one night, her apartment gets broken into. Uh-oh. And a bunch of people come in, they're they're covered up, they have guns, and they beat the shit out of Stephen Weed. Oh, no. They were looking for all of his drugs. Yeah. We, uh, we're stash. all thinking it. Somebody's got to say it. Oh, yeah. And she gets kidnapped. They take her away. They beat up Stephen Weed, and they take her away. These people are from the SLA, or the Symbionese Liberation Army. Okay. What do they want with her? Of all people. Of all people, right? And literally my next line is, why would she be the target of a kidnapping? <laughs> it, it, feels like, it, it, works. it feels like my question was like written. <laughs> it's written. It really like, does. Why? Why, in fact, might they choose the, This Patricia? is crazy because it basically was written. I just, we, we've been recording for long enough. Yeah. I can anticipate when you're going to ask a question. <laughs> you know, she's a, she's a normal woman in California in the 70s and, you know, all that. She's. She white? She's white. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's the uh, reason enough, I guess. Yeah. No, no. There's there's uh there's more. Turns out the SLA <laughs> wanted to use her to free Russ Little and Joe Romero from prison. Russ Little and Joe Romero are SLA members who were recently thrown in prison for murder. Okay. Okay. See the so the SLA, this is a leftist feminist, anti-racist, anti-fascist, anti-capitalist group. Uh, okay, what, right now, what does it stand for again? Um, Symbionese Liberation Army. Okay. They made up the word Symbionese. It comes from symbiosis, but... What? No, that's a real word. But it's it's supposed to be like <laughs> a race of people who are all symbiosis. Symb- like we should all work by... It's not symbiosis. Yeah, no. Sim- symbionese sounds like some bullshit a corporate company puts on it a does. t-shirt. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I'm getting flashback. Flashbacks Symbionese. to Fuck off. Yeah. So they, like so far, besides the murder, I'm down. Oh, sorry. No. To preface all of this, and I know that this isn't part of your episode, you might have notes later on about this, but we have talked about these terrorist organizations that happened during the late 60s and into the 70s that were big protest groups. Um, we talked about it in our uh, plane hijacking episode. Yep, the golden Age of Plane Hijacks or yes, whatever it is. Uh, which is a two-parter. And then we also talked about it a little bit leading up to the sex raft. Oh, yeah, the sex that raft. Because that was a yeah. response to a, a plane hijacking situation to get um, basically like ransom or to get 
one of their demands met. This was a super, super common thing there for organizations like this yeah. to come out and do these things. You know, this is this is the decade where the the uh, oh, what's that book? The Anarchist Cookbook, you oh, know, is yeah. making around. Steal this book, the the Black Book, all like desert publications, how to build your own silencer. You know, these books were big, and there was a lot wow. of counterculture going on. It was a big time for anarchy. And uh, didn't we just talk about that lady who fled to Cuba? Because of the murders, I think so. Was that an exclusive? I don't. I my, I'm drawing a lot of blanks. I I, just I can talk, only remember. I, my I talked episodes. about the. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just talked about like the the Black Panther members being assassinated by the FBI. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Was that an exclusive? I think it was. I don't know. Well, if, if it, it wasn't, is, we've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I, if it wasn't, okay. you guys enjoyed this it. This time period is amazing is for so these little. Like there are these big hijackings, these small organizations who are trying to enact change and just the FBI and the CIA being blatant tools of the state to just free range to assassinate people. It was insane. If you have never seen, um, oh no, Judas and the Black Messiah, it's a movie that, um, it portrays J. Edgar Hoover. Um, and kind of like his push to shut down a Black Panther movement. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's a dramatization, but the events that happened in it and the people that they talk about are real people. And at the end of the movie, they talk about like what happened to these people and the unjust killing of many of these people. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Sorry. A lot but of if, people if die. If you're watching this- a movie that has J. Edgar Hoover and black people in it, you know that black people are dying. Oh, yeah. Um, but check that one out. Uh, it was just a, like there was it's so a weird much time going on. It was like there were bombings. There yeah, were dude. It was like terrorist attacks. There were murders. There were all this stuff. And then to imagine that all of the people that did that stuff, all of those people in their like mid twenties, early thirties, that were doing all of that, are now the boomers of today that are like, whoa, why don't you just work for the man? It is fucking astounding yeah. how far it's astounding how many these of these people have come of these hippies these anti-capitalist hippies or 50 not 15 who are now well if you work at the same place the whole for your whole career they'll respect yeah, you, you for your loyalty if you dedicate yourself to a multi-billion dollar corporation they're bound to help you out maybe move you up to cfo fuck off yeah exactly it's a it's crazy and i mean i I'm derailing your episode. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. Sorry. It makes me wonder a lot if uh, because of those events, you have a lot of people that were radicalized to the other side because of them. And then people that went through that, they went through the justice justice system, which is already busted as shit, and it kicked them out, flipping to the other side, being like a goody two-shoes bootlicker. You know, it's it's a lot to fucking think about. And there are people out there that are still anarchists that are old as shit and they're fucking awesome and yeah. we love them for it but it's a little more few and far there between. there is an interesting you know phenomena that happens where a lot of young people are very progressive and more left-leaning and then as they get older they tend to you know move to the other side and that is actually not happening to yeah. millennials, which it's because we don't because, have any fucking assets. Yeah, you know, if I was a rich bitch that disconnected, I, fuck it, I'd do anything to protect my own wealth. Yeah. Fuck everybody. No, no, I, I wouldn't. But it's not gonna happen. Know, that, that's what has happened in the past. Yeah. But 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is that that's caused that. I, and I'm the sure, Agent Orange that blew well, back I actually across ran into, from the Pacific. <laughs> so I I went to a gas station recently, and I was wearing my. I have a shirt that has Ronald Reagan on it that says "I smell hippies." It's my favorite shirt, <laughs> and I was wearing it. I forgot I was wearing it in public. Normally, I don't in this conservative ass state. They're like, "I love Ronald Reagan." Uh, they don't get that it's satire, but or that it's making fun of him. So I was at the gas station, and this older lady was working there. Was it the same lady that last Halloween we had to deal with? The no, show? thank goodness, no. God. Same place, but oh, okay. but different lady. And she she looked at my shirt. She laughed and said, "I was one of those hippies." Like, bitch, I believe it because you're working at a shell. No, yeah. so as reference, uh, last year I think it was on like Halloween, something or it was like Cinco that, yeah. de Mayo or something. Um, <laughs> we went over there, and uh, the total came out to like it was 1966. Like, yeah, ni- no, 1969 or oh, something. Oh yeah, 1969. And I was like, I was oh, like yeah. damn, what a good year. And she was like, "Oh, was that the year you were born? You don't look that like." You don't look like you're that Asian. I was like, bitch, that's over 50 years old. Of course I wasn't born in 50, like fucking yeah, 69. You can see how old we look on our I, website, pointsofpressure.com. I have so many Neither weird, of us look old. I get hit on in too many fucking gas stations. Uh, every bad. Chevron yeah, with, an, with an old, like, ex-lot ex lizard <laughs> hits, hits on D every yeah. time. And, and my girlfriend's you're a, you're always strong, nearby. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's because you're a strong young wow, man. Look at, look at that broad big boy. Ooh, That's what it is. You could throw me around. He looks like he could lift one pallet up. Not anymore, <laughs> but thank you, I guess. No, it's it's great. So <laughs> this is a very interesting time period that we've talked about a lot. And there's like we barely scratched the surface. Oh, dude. Because I'm not even going crazy. into the politics of what's going on at this time. And not like, even just in America. Not even, yeah. Like, this, this shit is, is this all is over. Worldwide, there's there's shit going on in South America. Yeah. America is fucking up South America and That's crazy. installing dictators. And you can thank the, the Beatles. CIA. You can thank the Beatles for all of this. No, you can thank J. Edgar Hoover, <laughs> who was the last time somebody made the FBI relevant. No. And the CIA. Nope. The Beatles radicalized everyone. Yeah, th- yeah. definitely. That's rock. what it was. Rock. Yeah. Listen to the Beatles and call it rock. <laughs> a guitar. Yeah. A guitar radicalized the world. It's <laughs> their long hair. A guitar it's making them that's all strung homos. way too high up oh and it's God. played like a fucking band. No, that's the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. There is a house. All oh, right. I love it. No all more right. derailing. My bad. Derailing. Yeah. All right. We gotta get a so, shirt. So, really, uh, like, I've been derailed. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. Oh, God. <laughs> it's in, like, comic book font. Yeah. And, I've and, been derailed. And it's, all, it's in the shape of a fucking train. <laughs> or choo, a dick. Choo, motherfucker. That's oh. what it says on the back. Oh, my God. All right, I'm right. I would buy that shirt. I'm going to make it. Even if nobody buys it, I'm going to I'm 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 make it so it. everyone hears me write it down. Oh, yeah. Damn it. No, I don't have the sounds on. <laughs> you don't have the soundboard? Okay. You're good. Okay. So, where was I? I don't know. Oh yeah, the murderers. I've I've made you lose. So your place the SLA about six wanted times. to kidnap her and uh-huh. use her to free Russ Little and Joe Romero, the murderers. Mm-hmm. See and oh yeah, I, I said so far I agree with their ideology. And then they assassinated a black man by the name of Marcus Foster with hollow point bullets full of cyanide. Whoa, Jesus! They shot the shit out of him. Fucking hell! He was worked a, for the LAPD. No, he was a school superintendent. <laughs> What the fuck? See, 
I mean, that hasn't changed. Do they work for the LAPD? No. <laughs> you see, Marcus Foster, school superintendent, proposed a program where students carry school IDs. Boo. So that so that kill him. They can call the police on the drug dealers in their high schools who aren't actually students. So that was oh, a problem they were having. So they just wanted okay. people to have these IDs. You know, the thing that literally every school yeah, in America school now has. has. Yeah. Um, Imagine being fucking killed for that. And then like 15 years later, everyone's like, hey, we should have school IDs. Yeah. Well, they said it was You're fascist. just in heaven and you're like, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? 100%. <laughs> so they said, oh, that's fascist. That, that schools should make their students oh carry IDs so that they can make sure that the adults in our age range aren't selling the kids drugs. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Goddamn fascists. So yeah, they 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 shot him and another guy. The other guy survived, but he died because his bullet was full of cyanide. He got the one that his name was written on. That's what it was. Yeah. And and they actually the police actually kept the cyanide thing out of the public view. Oh, it would have been fucking Everyone would have run rampant with that. Oh yeah, then. but they also were like, maybe this People is are putting this in is your uh, kids candy on like a signature or don't, something. Don't let your can your kids put bullets in their mouths. Yeah. They might be laced. They're gonna cyanide. get edibles. <laughs> if you shoot your kids, don't put cyanide on the yeah. fucking bullet. So some background on the SLA. There's a lot more in detail that I did not go into. Future episodes. It, Later like on they in could the episode. Do, no. Okay, this future episodes. This is so at max, they had like 22 people. That's pretty normal yeah. for the, for a lot of these groups. They were formed in 1973 um, by a dude named DeFreeze was his oh, last name. God. And then there was another guy who's okay, was high up name. whose last name is Wolf. With an E? Yes. Oh, of course. Wolf. So they basically, well, DeFreeze was, I think he was convicted eight times and sent to prison Jeez, eight times. The last time he was working on a on a boiler room. Well, he, he was working on this. So they, the prison had this program where they would bring in college students to, like, teach the prisoners <laughs> stuff. Well, it turns out a lot of the college kids that they brought in were members of other terrorist groups <laughs> I mean, who were then indoctrinating it was hardened the criminals. Yeah. So that that's basically how this group oh was God. formed. And DeFreeze just, like, he was working on a boiler outside the fence, and he just walked away. And that's how he escaped. <laughs> God, Man. the 70s were a different time. For real, dude. Imagine Holy being a fucking shit. mass murderer, Ted Bundy, and you just climb through the ceiling. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, at, at this point in the story, by the time they kidnapped uh, Patricia, they had only killed Marcus Foster, but they had a bunch of plans to start guerrilla warfare against the government. We're going to rob some banks. We're going to assassinate them fascists, and we're going to shoot some FBI dudes. So they, and, and we're going to figure out how to make bombs. Jesus Christ. They really wanted to be like Che Guevara in well, we California. Well, fucking ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that's normie yeah, shit. Black Sabbath, sorry. Black Sabbath, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they really want to be Che Guevara and his, like, revolution in California. Interesting fact about uh, uh, D's family fact of the day. Oh, there you go. My father... Loved Black Sabbath. Can you believe that? What? Yeah. How far has he has he fallen? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, he is the, Oh how the mighty have fallen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so they they actually started. They put out flyers and some audio tapes to the police. Well, to a a news place that got it to the police that took credit for the assassination and they claimed it by saying, "Oh yeah, and we put cyanide in the bullets." 
<laughs> God damn, dude. And that this one action gave them complete legitimacy. They went from nobody knows who they are to this is a terrorist organization Jesus. pretty much overnight. So Patricia Hurst, big burning question. Patty Hurst. She does not want to be called Patty. She said that publicly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So she, you, you may recognize her name, but... She happens to be the granddaughter of William Randolph Hearst. Why does it sound familiar? It sounds familiar to everybody. He, early 1900s, owned a shitload of newspapers. He basically ran news for all of the country, Have essentially. Have talked about him? Probably briefly. Okay. It sounds so familiar. <clears throat> but he's one of those industrial leaders who industrial revolution and fucked everybody else over but we should be look up to them because they modernize the nation i feel like for some reason you've told me of some strange sexual exploit that he's had just because maybe that just feels like an aj episode but he so <laughs> the, the interesting like just... thing about him is that he uh started news he he changed it to like human interest stories and dramatizing shit and only running stories that are like yeah dramatized that are interesting that are big events and they have all this stuff going he basically he was the alex jones he's of... the the <laughs> if he's the start the end is tlc uh oh, my my the hallmark channel yeah okay, like I my see, yeah. my weird my weird addiction or whatever that show is okay and, and like yeah. weird reality tv like that's the super radicalized version but he was the first one to kind of do that Basically, news that's interesting, not just news that happened. Oh, okay. Merging the the, the veils between news yeah. and entertainment. News and like tabloid kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he he made a shitload of money. He bought up a ton of newspapers, and I mean they didn't make they lost a bit of money during the Great Depression, but after that they were able to recover a good amount. Um, the Nazis take over. He immediately becomes very pro Nazi. Very pro isolationist. So basically, in in the depression, I mean, he sense. was he was pro progression. He mm -hmm. wanted like to get out of the Great Depression and you know New Deal and all this stuff. And then the Nazis take power, and, and then he's, like, he's ah, like, we're gonna go to the other side. I like the cut of your jib. He was one of the only <laughs> American newspapers that actually featured articles written by Nazis. Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> so, maybe maybe we talked about him during the Fighting Jew of Newark. Maybe his name we might have. Up. Yeah. And, I mean, he fits in in a lot of conversations yeah. about Nazis in America. Yeah. And he also starts writing a lot about isolationism and we don't need to get in the involved in the wars of a corrupt Europe and all that shit. So he was Patty Hearst, or sorry, Patricia, Patricia Hearst's grandfather. grandfather. Does she share the same views as no. Mr. Hearst? Okay. She's a, a female college student in California in the 70s. Hey, you never know. Yeah, but I'm uh, I'm willing to bet that at this point, no. Okay. That's fair. So her family had money. They had political influence. They had all sorts of stuff. So the people make their demand. They, the people, the, the SLA, make their demands. Free these two murderers. And the state says, no. Fuck no. What, what are you talking about? And so then they said, well, uh, we actually want you to, uh, we want the Hearst family to distribute $70 worth of food to every needy California resident. Uh, how <laughs> come on yeah right it's how do you have do you have like an end date specifically for that is it months out yeah like this is going to take years to do we they, don't even have the internet people can't apply yeah, for that online yeah. yet 
So they <laughs> they do the math, and it's going to estimate. It's going to take a couple of years, and it's going to cost at least four hundred million dollars. Imagine in the seventies. Imagine being those two prisoners, and you're like, "Holy shit, our lives are worth almost four hundred million dollars." Yeah, right. Wow. Whoa. So the 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 Hearst family actually starts. They they get a two million dollar loan <laughs> to start the program. Jesus. And they 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 create a program called People in Need. Imagine qualifying for a two hundred million dollar. No, two million dollar. Two million. Sorry. Two million to start. My brain's still focused on the hundred. My bad. Even then, two million. Fuck off. It's two million to start, and then they can start liquefying their assets. Oh, okay. And start you know bringing money in. They can afford four hundred million in the seventies. These guys were rich. Yeah, right. Sell sell all the Nazi gold that you inevitably got. Sell the the Nazi National Enquirer magazine that (laughs) (laughs) Grandpa put together. Fuck it. I'm sure they have like first editions of every. Like, Hitler takes power. Everything's awesome. Jesus Christ. Shit. So they actually, they start to distribute the food. They crunch the numbers and they're able to get it to be done in a year. So they're like, okay, SLA, we're doing it. Give us our daughter back. (laughs) And they say. And how long were these two dudes sentences? Was it like. Six more months, because that would no, be no. It was probably genius. a couple of years. It was probably a couple of years. <laughs> okay, because they they just got caught. Oh, for it. I so see. Um, it's probably like ten years. Yeah. I don't know, minimum. So they basically say, "No, we're not going to do it until you till you're done feeding seventy dollars <laughs> every every needy person in California." We'll have your daughter. Then you'll for see your daughter. Year. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, exactly. God damn. And ain't nobody tells a white person they're keeping their daughter over Christmas. <laughs> nobody, not the school board, not the terrorist organization. And that school board damn sure won't get an ID out of my daughter either. <laughs> That's fascist. <laughs> and basically, they realize we are not going to get our kid back from this program. <laughs> so they kind of stop and it just falls apart. Oh, no. It gets. The distribution is a mess. Imagine being Patricia Because how Hurst. do you do this? Your parents start the program, it's successful, and then all of a sudden it crumbles, and you're like, wait, wait. Well, it crumbled because the SLA <laughs> said, no, we're not giving her back. But yeah. She's like, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it was it was working. So the, uh, the program, oh, I, I'm already past that, so- after a couple months, I think it was two months of her being gone, an audio tape is released. Not yet. Oh, okay. Almost. <laughs> I wanted to do this one, but I was too impatient to cycle through the 11-minute file to find this specific oh, one. okay. So an audio tape comes out that says, I've joined the SLA. Oh, God. My new name is Tania after a, a comrade of Che Guevara. Okay, well, then I'm going to still call her Patty. Because it's irrelevant and at this point. And she <laughs> is now, like, she has this whole spiel about, you know, far left ideology. Oh, no. America's daughter is switched to the far left conspiracy. Uh, no. 12 days later, she is seen on CCTV footage with an M1 fully automatic carbine. Does she have a beret on? Robbing a bank. There is a picture with a beret on. Oh, I was gonna say, if you're in the 70s doing some they shit, they have a beret have a in beret... front of their flag. It's so oh, cool. Fucking sexy. Do you have and, a picture of it? Yeah. Not. I mean, I can find it real quick. Oh, I, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. 
And no, no, you can't look anything up because oh. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. So, Patty Hurst Flag. Uh, please don't call her Patty. Dude, it, Bro, I know the aesthetic is, is the so hottest. badass. I want a fucking printout signed by her just on my wall of oh that photo. Oh, my God. Oh, that is, it is so awesome. That looks like something that would be in your fucking work office. Yeah, that's I, that if I a, could. That is a sexy photo. Here, God this is damn. it brightened a little bit so you can see the gun. Somebody I believe it's a, in a modified Uzi. That needs to go on uh, the subreddit old school cool. Oh, that I'm, is, I'm sure it is. That is a... It Somebody's old school, fuckable cool. 1970s grandma. Yeah. <laughs> she is uh yeah. Um so it's kind of it's kind of badass. There's some some weird because it's the 70s, there like there's some weird art. Oh, I'm sure. Related to her? I'm sure. Yeah. Uh she was also on Newsweek in this image. Oh, dude, that's so So sick. cool. I would kill for a Patricia Hearst Newsweek. The saga like, of Patricia Hearst. God. So yeah. damn, that I is so she was cool. In the New Times magazine as well. No one's okay. And it's all right, but having a scope on that fucking gun doesn't make any sense. So that's her in the CCTV Ooh, footage right there. Patty this is Hearst. the best. Every every audio listener loves this segment. That looks sick. It looks badass. Look it so, up. Look it up. Look it up. It's Search worth it. Patty, sorry, Patty Hearst flag, and you'll find. A mint photo. Oh, it's it's seventies in a nutshell. Also, like it's so cool. I will post that on our Instagram. You that should. is fucking it's so hot. cool. It's so that bad, is a so. mint photo. Like that perfectly encapsulates everything we've talked about up exactly. to this point in this episode. It's it's that good. Like yeah. So she's <laughs> the seen photo that changed the century. <laughs> <laughs> she's seen robbing a bank with the SLA, and you know the people. Don't know what to think. Some people are, what's going on? You know, there's a lot of, the nation knows the story of the kidnapping of the heiress of the newspaper fortune. And then some people are like, wait, so she's with them now. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> a lot of old people are like, she's yeah. one of them and there's no way you can change well, my mind. Commies. Yeah. The Russians have gotten to her. Most of their communications were through audio recordings of Patricia which can all be found online, almost. Okay. Just got to check. Yeah. I've got one. I've got an audio <laughs> recording that we are going to listen to. The one that we're going to listen to is the first one. She was allowed to send messages out basically to her family. Oh, this is before she was like fully. Yeah. Because we're going to go back in, in time in a little shit. bit. We're going to see it from her perspective these Oh, yeah, months. that's right. We're going to, there are going to be some plot holes before they're resolved. Yes, that's exactly. Right. Okay. So Hurst, as we know. Kidnapped from her apartment, she was blindfolded, tied up, and thrown in a closet for a week straight. Oh. Then, uh, the only break in that week was for Donald DeFries to walk in, who's the leader of the SLA, walk in, threaten her, beat the shit out of her, and then they eventually let her eat. They would bring her out, but she would still be blindfolded. And it was only dog food. Canned canned dog food. Yeah. (laughs) It was just peach rings. I don't know why. (laughs) Not even PTOs, fuck. (laughs) And on day thirteen, she was they finally were like, Okay, we're gonna record a tape and you can, you know, say a message. Go ahead and hit play. I gotta switch it over first. Oh my gosh, you weren't ready? You said it was ready. 
It wasn't. <sighs> oh, maybe. There we go. Mom, Dad, I'm okay. Um, I I had a few scrapes and stuff, but um, they washed them up and they're getting okay. And I've caught a cold, but they're giving me pills for it, and so um, I'm not being starved or beaten or unnecessarily frightened. Um, I've heard some press reports and so I know that Steve and all the neighbors are okay and that no one was really hurt. And uh, I also know that the SLA members here are very upset about press distortions of what's been happening. They have nothing to do with the August 7th movement. They have and that's not good. Been you don't have to listen to anything down else. Helicopters or shooting oh. down innocent people in the no, streets. No, you're, you're good. I just wanted her to finish the sentence. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that gives you the kind of... That's her mind frame on the 13th day. Almost two weeks She's only hearing what the SLA members are saying to her. Bro, she sounds like a little fucking rich white girl. Yeah, she does. She, she sounds like she was born at like the age of 35. and she, Oh my God, dude. Yeah. And they get more and more deranged. I, I, you they should go listen do? to the full 11-minute clip at okay, some point. But they get up. more and more deranged. It's worth the listen. So, is it, so it's not one... 11 minute clip. No, no, that, that 11 minute clip that multiple I will sections maybe of... put in the description. Maybe you should put it in the description for me at some point. I don't have the link anymore. Oh, okay. Um, no worries. Because I sent it to you and then deleted it. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm an idiot. But they, uh, like, the 11 minute clip is all of the audio recordings. Oh, okay, put together. Put okay. together. And then you can also find a transcript on that same website. Oh, shit. Um, if you don't want to listen to a lesson, there's actually a link on here that says chronology. I'm gonna go to that. Do Keep not talking. go to the chronology. Oh, there's one that says trial selected images. Do not go to trial selected <laughs> images. Kidding. But so that that gives you an idea that yeah, she's rich white girl. Yeah. She's those scrapes she was talking about. She was forced to say that oh, I got some scrapes because they were actually beating her a little bit. I had a bit of a cold, but I feel better now. Yeah, it turns out a lot of the, the stuff on the tapes were in part written by other members oh, of the I'm SLA, sure, and yeah. she was just forced to say it. But we it's don't know just, that yet. We don't know so, that yet. I I love hearing like those old audio clips of people that like, <clears throat> and not like old news audio clips, like shit like that, where somebody's be, re being recorded and they're just talking. It always sounds so fucking robotic because everyone sounds so weird back they, then. I think they just, I think they're, they're uncomfortable by being recorded. They're all just really trying to be as precise with their words as possible. Like she sounds almost like the way that uh, fucking Jordan Peterson talks now. Like, I mean, she's being precise <laughs> with her words because she thinks if she messes up, they'll kill her. That's fair. But yeah, just the yeah, way she a, talks, it's the same it way. Yeah. like fucking Jordan Peterson. So after a, a week or two, they give her a flashlight for her closet. She's really moved up in the world. Hey! Uh, but the only thing she's allowed to read is their their information, manifesto. their rhetoric, their manifesto. <laughs> yeah. God. A couple more weeks pass. Same thing. She's blindfolded if she's out of the closet. She's in the closet. She can read this stuff. 
She's only leaving to be yelled at, beat, or for some food. A couple more weeks pass, and DeFreeze shows up, and he says that a, a war council has decided your fate. <laughs> and they, they're discussing right now that we're either going to kill you, or you're going to join us permanently. Oh, uh, shit. The ultimatum. So after a couple more days, they came in and said, all right, what's your decision? Are we going to kill you? Or are you going to work with us? Or are you with us? And she says, well, I don't want to die. <laughs> so I guess I'm with you. Well, I, th- I think I'm going to choose to live this time, and I will be working alongside the SLA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They sound like yeah. they're speaking out of like a legal document every time. Yeah, they're reading it <laughs> it's for so sure. Weird. Um, so they remove the blindfold, and she saw them for the first time. Uh, oh shit! Now she's in the shit. She's in the shit. Yeah, you can't see a face. And she ya. begins daily lessons of her duties, her ex- the expectations of her within this tor- terrorist organization. Does she know any of the people? No. Oh, damn. I was hoping she was like, She's oh like, my God. Stephen Weed. Carl from across the hall. Stephen was in on it. <laughs> and and then she starts doing weapon drills. Hell yeah. With the crew. Um, this is also at the time Mostly where- Mostly weapon posing drills, because she nailed oh, yeah. the pose in that fucking picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with that it's, picture. It's really it good is, picture. It's it is a really mint. good picture. It surprises me that people don't have that on t-shirts. They do yeah, Che right? Guevara. Like, that shit would radicalize an entire fucking country. If yeah. If it. I know, like, uh, <laughs> oh, who's that guy? Who's in Romania, Romanian prison, that asshole? Oh, Andrew Tate? Yeah, if Andrew Tate can radicalize a bunch of young men, that picture of Patricia Hearst oh, can radicalize twice as many. Yeah. <laughs> Here's hoping. Here's yeah. hoping that by us putting it online on our page just gets to everyone. I hope send, so. Send that photo to all of your friends. And family. Yeah, but from our Instagram. Yes. <laughs> tag, tag them on the picture. Yeah, and say, go listen to this episode. All right, so an, Despite another- Despite them shitting on boomers for like 20 minutes. Yeah, and then the story kind of gets dark. Uh, Angela Atwood, another member of the SLA, approaches her one of these days after Uh-oh. a couple of weeks and says that the other members want her to experience the sexual freedom that their group was fighting for. Fuck yeah, bro. No. Oh, what? Uh, that was basically code for the leaders are going to rape you. Oh, shit, I thought it was going to be like a- cool no, it, liberating it orgy been. what the it fuck? could have been like, what the fuck sla how much easier would it have been that to you know hey Everyone. sexual freedom it's allowed yeah. if you want to do it everybody but it, it instead became donald defree's yeah. eighth eighth at or eighth oh, time no. ex-con was just taking advantage and sexually assaulting her. you know how her. much better this story would have been if they just said everybody take off everything except for your berets. i would have no problems if it was the that, berets stay on during sex. I would be totally would be okay perfect. with the murder. Yeah. If if God. it was like that, but damn no, they it. fucked it up. They God fucked it up. It, they fucked up a great thing. And oh. so Defreeze. <laughs> God damn it! That's too accurate right now. So yeah, Defreeze and Wolf basically raped her, which is horrible. God, what the fuck? <sighs> horrible, like. And these, the wait, so DeFreeze and and Wolf, Wolf, the two that they're pretty busted high, out of high prison, up guys. Right? Well, DeFreeze busted out. Yeah, Wolf just helped form it and stuff. Just a piece of shit. Yeah. So, you know, weeks, weeks go by of this weird torture where she's being 
beaten. She's being indoctrinated. And how long at this point has she already been working under their indoctrination? Two months. This is two months as of now. Dude, what the fuck? This is two months of living in a closet. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I was asking is, after she's agreed to start working alongside them, and she's let out of the closet, that they're like, oh, yeah, cool. Now we're going to rape you. Well, she hasn't done the... the, Because she's taking the the audio tape. And she hasn't done the bank yet. So this is still within the first two months. It's probably been like two weeks. Oh, and that's how quick they're Christ. like, well, all right. So then April 3rd, God 1974 damn. comes around. She releases the audio tape saying, oh, I joined you. And my name's Tania or Tania. Tanya. Tanya. Yeah. she just It's it's with an I, she though. She just pronounced it weird. T-A-N-I-A. Is that Tanya? It could Have be. I been saying Tania in my head, but it's no, no, Tanya? No, no, no. She said Tania on the, on the tape. No, she didn't. We didn't get to a part where she said Tania. I thought she said my name is this now. No. Oh. I what? Know. I don't know. I'm losing it. You're losing it. No, I think couple, it's Tanya. It's I'm pretty sure it's Tanya. But Tanya, yeah. But I prefer Tania because it sounds cooler. Um, so she releases the, the audio tape that says that she joined them and mm-hmm. uh, classism is is bad and class warfare and racist people are bad. Jesus. And it's like, they were so like, Feminist, anti-communist, anti-fascist, anti-racist, and then they raped her. Like, what the fuck? We're feminists, How except for that... except for when it comes to rape. Yeah. How does that make any fucking sense? We're anti-fascist, except for when it comes to sexual. Crimes. Yeah, except for our leader of our group. What the fuck? It. So immediately, I'm like, okay, they are very obviously like, there's there. They just want. I don't know. I don't know. Their their priorities are obviously not in place. Yeah. Jesus. So, well, at this point, it's blatantly obvious that they are not actually what they stand for. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. This isn't. This isn't for the quote-unquote unjust arrest of these murderers. This is about now. In my eyes, it's about hey, get my two homies that are being held for murder out of jail. Oh no, they already failed at that. At this point, it's. It's Donald DeFreeze getting a crew together so that he could commit more crimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's really it. Like, Jesus, how Christ. do I radicalize some young college kids so that I can commit as many crimes as I want and have them at my back? Yeah. God. So yeah, twelve days fuck? later, the SLA robbed the branch or a branch of the High Hi- Hibernian Bank. Hibernian Bank. With M1 carbines, which are fully automatic. Which is badass. They look really cool. M1 carbines are cool as shit. Yeah. And they, they make a, a getaway. Unfortunately, two people walk into the bank while it's being robbed and they get shot. They survive, I think. And Didn't have time to get Stockholm, yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they escape. The video gets released. And yeah, people are saying, oh, she's not a victim. She joined them. The FBI on the FBI, like, agent who's on the case, although, notes. That during the robbery, some of the SLA members are seen pointing their guns at Hearst Makes at sense, certain parts yeah. through the, the the robbery, but that's thrown under the bus because of this, uh, you know, this news environment where yeah. you need these tantalizing headlines and really good fucking photos. Yeah, so that's all swept under. 
wow, I wonder who set up that type of news and really introduced it to America. Mm, weird. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, big names in the 70s didn't want her to be a victim. Oh, of course not. They wanted to paint her as oh, those con- leftist communist fucking assholes. It's because the moment she becomes a victim, it causes people to sympathize with that side of things. And exactly. it's basically like what they see, what what the people and what they what this organization claims to stand against. Um, they see that as, oh, well, now everyone has, quote, unquote, Stockholm Syndrome for the SLA. It's yeah, or it, it creates it creates a situation that the old conservatives who own these newspaper and news companies definitely don't want mm-hmm. yeah. and who run this country and all the corporations definitely do not want is sympathy for a, a leftist radical group, yeah. despite the fact that we know they aren't what they seem. Yeah. So uh, a month Which, to be later. fair, has not been reported either. Exactly. Nobody at that point knew that yeah, she, nobody but she had Patty gone knows. through- Patricia. Fuck. Through, yeah, Patricia. Um, through all of this abuse, through fucking sexual abuse and being locked in a closet. Nobody really knew all and, of that. Yeah. They just probably yeah, they just only see... heard the one fucking tape. Mm-hmm. It's That's like, exactly I'm okay, it. and then all of a sudden, the next thing, she's joined them. Yeah, there's a couple tapes, and basically, it's like, I'm being treated well. Yeah. They're they're following the rules of POWs and, and shit like that. But it's so obvious, even just from the recording, that she, like, how, there's no way in hell that all, everything that she said was all from her. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, she would have said, oh, I miss you, or I love you, or... Like, hey, get me out of here. They're raping me. Mm. Hey, I've been beat up a lot. Hey, they want to kill people. No, it's they're doing really good. They're not bad. The newspaper's treating them bad. Like, it's it's so obvious that yeah that she's being coached. Mm -hmm. So uh, a month after the the heist on the sixteenth, Emily and William Harris, a nice couple, members of the SLA, William, who has a penchant for punching. Patricia in the face. That was a lot of peas. Yeah. <laughs> I love alliteration. Uh, they were caught shoplifting at Mel's Sporting Goods in California. The or manager- to steal. Probably fucking fuel or something. I don't <laughs> bullets. Know. Yeah, bullets. <laughs> the manager follows them out to the parking lot, confronts them, and William's like, no, 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 we didn't steal anything. What are you talking about? And a pistol falls out of his pants. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So the manager- is like pushing and restraining um, William. Emily's freaking out. And across the street, Patricia is in a van. She's the getaway driver. And Patricia comes out of the car with the M1 carbine. Oh, no. And she unloads into the storefront, like above the glass, like in the, uh, like where the sign would be yeah, above yeah, yeah. it. And she just unloads like the, marquee the enti- yeah. kind of thing. Or unloads the entire gun into it. God the damn. manager says, what the fuck? And dives out of the way. And um, the Williams get in, get in the van. They make an escape. I want to point out, she did not shoot a single person. She yeah, didn't hurt anybody. These are warning shots. And pretty, pretty quick after, they're like, oh shit, the heat's on us. So they carjacked two different people. The Williams went in one. Patricia went in the other. And... The victim of Patricia's carjacking testified in court 
that she was extremely nice and worried about his well-being. I was gonna say the entire uh, time when you were like she carjacked. I'm like she probably just like stopped them. Was like, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Patricia Hurst. I'm I've been missing for a little while. You'll probably recognize my name. I go by Tania now. Uh, would it's you mind definitely if- Tanya. Now that I'm thinking about it, what the fuck is my problem? Would, would you mind if I I borrow your car? I'll leave it at this address and yeah. like this corner I'll fill and this it up. corner. I'll fill up the gas. Yeah, I'll be sure it's here. Uh, find it on this date. No, I she promise. was like, "Are you comfortable? Are you okay?" And then she would talk about cyanide bullets for a second, and then she she was like, <laughs> "Are you comfortable? Like, it's okay. I don't want like you're not gonna die." Yeah, the gun is all for show. I emptied all the rounds into a, a fucking sporting yeah. goods store earlier. So the the Williams and Patricia kind of meet back at the HQ after dropping off their victims, and they get back and I'm I it's in an apartment, mm-hmm. so I assume the apartment building is surrounded by cops. Oh, I'm sure it is completely surrounded by cops so they leave they go hide somewhere else yeah, they go hijack three other cars and a gunfight breaks out at the headquarters where six people die six SLA, SLA members die in a shootout including Angela did DeFreeze rest die? in piss DeFreeze kills himself pussy pussy ass bitch I mean not to not, not to denote okay. suicide. Not suicide. But, but him but specifically that, that he a bitch. He, he's a big talker and did all this horrible shit yeah. and then took the easy way out to yeah. not even pay for his own you know, the things that he did. Yeah. He's a pussy. Yeah, he pulled a fucking bitch ass Hitler. Yeah, exactly. The, the he thing pulled he, a Hitler. The he thing he stood him. against, he said, Oh, I'm anti fascism. Well, guess how you went out? Like a fucking fascist. Exactly. So Hurst and Harris, they they go on the run. They are fugitives, like full fugitive status. Warrants are out and everything. They actually go to a, I think it's a memorial to the some of the SLA members. Not and they, to freeze. Not to freeze. <laughs> no, and they they get help from other people who are kind of in their different organizations in the same sphere, and they kind of they get some money. They go into hiding for a little while. At this point, we're not one hundred percent sure. What happens and where they go? This is 1975. Mm-hmm. They sometimes they get a couple more people, and then a couple people die, and then they rob a bank, and then you know there, there's activity, but she's not really seen. Mm-hmm. It was found that she in 1975 helped build some bombs to target some Ooh, cops. Damn, uh, one of them didn't go off. The other one went off, but didn't kill the cop. So yeah, that's too bad. Not a good bomb maker. <laughs> yeah, right. Could have gone better. <laughs> Could have been a more successful um, showing. Yeah, they robbed the Crocker National Bank successfully. And now September 18th, 1975 rolls around. Hearst is found in a San Francisco apartment by the police and the FBI. They've been working together to find her. They arrest her. She's When she's being booked by the police, she says, Tell everybody that I'm smiling, that I feel free and strong. And I send my greeting. Well, tell everyone that I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I, I send all my greetings and love to all the sisters and brothers out there. Oh. So she's very much like a America still sweetheart. in it. No, she's like, <laughs> just kidding. hey, keep going, yeah. terrorists. We're good. Keep and pushing through. She very quickly become, gets evaluated by a psychologist mm-hmm. because they realize she has dropped 87 pounds. Holy shit. She was described by a psychologist as a low IQ, low affect zombie. That is a quote. Really? Her IQ dropped a measurable 20 points. Whoa. 
since she was abducted, she had huge gaps in her memory from before abduction, before Tanya. She was now a heavy smoker. She did drugs. We don't know what they are. Probably LSD, definitely weed. Yeah. Who knows what else? It's a weird time. Some dripping of heroin in there. Oh, yeah. They probably, well, they, they find out that she's having night terrors almost every night. Jesus. Probably from the, all the PTSD. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure that there is a lot more trauma that we don't know oh, about sure. that went on between all of those bank robberies. Like, if they did it to her after she had, after, if they raped her after she was like, yeah, I'm willing to join the SLA. I've gone through your classes. They're like, okay, cool. Yeah, well, now we rape you. They're going to do way, oh, yeah. way like, worse shit. While I'm, she's I'm just sure chilling around. a ton of just damn, horrible stuff. Dude. Horrible stuff has been happening, especially because she doesn't want to rob a bank. Yeah. She doesn't want to shoot a gun. Yeah. She doesn't want to do she any of this shit. Fucking carjack somebody. Yeah. So I think it's very obviously obvious that she's been under duress since the abduction. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think any reasonable person could could see that. Yeah, if you disagree with us, fuck you. But at this point, there's yeah. never there had never been an acquittal based on the grounds of br- brainwashing before. Oh, so her okay. process or her defense team has like they're trying to figure out how do we legally defend you mm-hmm. when this has never happened before. So a, a psychiatrist is now appointed by the court as the kind of brainwashing expert and he starts like psychoanalyzing this lady for weeks Jesus, trying to figure everything out and she's a totally different person now from when she was booked mm-hmm. she's lethargic she's out of it like zoned out all Damn. the time she's completely the dissociated fuck? from pretty much everything and she she said no I like she said no I don't I didn't want to be I'm not a member of them anymore I never wanted to be like yeah. as soon as she got away from it it was like yeah pop it was enough time to do that. So wow. the psychiatrist appointed by the court basically says, yeah, she's been under duress this entire time, which is one defense, and she's been brainwashed. Like, this is so obvious. He he said that she was a classic case of a coerced prisoner of war. And this oh, is, okay. this yeah. is post-Vietnam. Yeah. They know coerced prisoners of war at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. Vietnam was horrible. So, I you know, it's super clear. He also found out that they would just randomly dose her with drugs without telling her. Then I can definitely see. Yeah, that. took it out of the CIA's book. So her her <laughs> um, first lawyer was shitty, and then she got a second lawyer, and her second lawyer decided to go with the defense of coercion and defense affecting intent. Okay. So she was forced to do the things. Yeah. Of at the time. Makes okay. Makes perfect sense. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's super clear. And it's an amazing defense approach as well. Yeah, it makes sense. It, there's a precedent for it. Everything's set. They have the court-appointed psychiatrist. They have multiple psychologists who can testify it. with this. So the trial begins for the Hibernian bank robbery. Uh-huh. So they, they do all the trials separately for the different things that she's done. And The judge basically started off by saying, I think your tapes and notes are proof enough that you did this all voluntarily. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) Yeah. He refused expert testimony that the writing and statements were very obviously composed by multiple different people and forced to be read by her. There was evidence. Yeah. And he said, no, we're not going to see those expert witnesses. Jesus Christ. 
He allowed tapes of her being recorded when she just got into jail, when a friend visited, swearing, and when she was still really indoctrinated, saying, yeah. like, oh, fuck these guys, and yeah. capitalism's bad, or whatever. So the judge is taking so he a non-fucking biased yeah. approach. So he allowed those tapes. Jesus Christ. But he refused to play tapes from weeks later while working with the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist had recorded many of their sessions and had provided the, them as evidence, and the court said, now we're not going to listen to them. And the jurors, are, the jury is not going to listen to them. Then it's a fucking mistrial. Like, it's a Isn't it a so obvious? Court. What the it's fuck? It's ridiculous. So he was also noted, this was written, that he was noted to be resting his eyes during the defense's testimony. Man, free and fair. So he would like. Free and fair trials are yeah, far and few between. Yeah, it's a fucking joke. God damn. So he's, he's literally sleeping during the defense's testimony. His eyes are shut. What the On the fuck? stand. Yeah, Judge Carter is a bitch. Yeah, for rest real. in piss. So uh, nah, don't even do that. Just fuck you. Yeah, piss. <laughs> yeah. She said that during the robbery, she was told that she had to be enthusiastic. She was told, "If you don't play this off over the top, we'll kill you. We'll shoot you in the street right there." Yeah. And and there were images that showed that she was being threatened by the SLA that were noted by the FBI agent earlier that there were many times when the SLA members were Have threatening her. her. Yeah. And hard uh, to prove that when the judge is asleep. Though. Yeah, the judge or not the judge. She's she's never been seen shooting anybody. Yeah. Even the the one time she discharged a gun, she very well could have shot many people and she didn't. Yeah. Um, and she she always said I was so terrified that if I would even if I would escape or try to escape, they would hunt me down and find me or my family because she's a Hearst. Yeah, they, they have know. a castle in California. Oh, they know where to find yeah. her. They were able to get her out of her fucking apartment dorm room apartment. Yeah. Jesus. So the uh, prosecution's point was she's a she was a rebel searching for a cause before this, and the kidnapping just just helped her find it. Because she's a woman in college. Jesus, homeboys been watching too much fucking Fox News. And then they started saying, "Oh, well, she slept with DeFreeze and other high-ranking oh, members, fuck so off. she was friendly with them, despite the fact that she was sexually assaulted." Yeah, it it completely discount like they tried to completely discount the fact that she was a victim. Yeah, of sexual assault. Jesus Christ! And there there was some dumb thing about how Wolf had given her a trinket. By fucking uh, what's her name Harris the the lady Harris Emily Harris yeah. was in prison at this time, and she had an interview totally unbiased I'm sure yeah where she's hearing that Patricia is kind of throwing them under the bus, and she says well yeah they must have had a romantic relationship because Wolf gave her a gift and she kept it, <laughs> so they asked her about it and she said yeah I kept it I thought it was it, it's like this ancient Mesoamerican. Incan like artifact. Of course, I kept it. And on top of that, if she gets rid of said gift when he asks about it, yeah, then she's just gonna go straight back to what they fucking threatened exactly. before. So completely ridiculous. God damn, dude! It's so she's nice. Been beaten. It's so nice to know that nothing has changed in the absolutely nothing. In Fifty years in the court, it was also noted that she was lethargic. She was out of it. 
and that she really shouldn't have been brought in to testify on her own behalf. She's probably on drugs. Yeah, that that was literally some of the bullshit that some of the jurors were like, ooh, well, she's not right. She must be on drugs. Oh, my God. So the defense was told by the judge, okay, yeah, she can testify, but... I'm going to sleep through it. No, he. but <laughs> uh, most of it's not going to be in front of the jury. You know, you can plead the what? fifth. I'm going to hear it. Jury's not going to hear some of this because it's incriminating. It is. If, okay. if you, like, yes, I did this stuff. Yeah. Yes, I committed this crime. Yeah. Yes, I was coerced. But, you know, it's a kind of plead the fifth where the judge is going to hear it. The jury's not going to hear it. It's not going to go into the yeah. consideration of the charge, but I want to hear the full story. Yeah. Uh, the judge said, fuck that, after assuring the the attorney that they would plead the fifth, non-self, it would not incriminate them, and they just let the this probably withdrawing from who knows what drugs, lethargic, brainwashed, traumatized, PTSD, who knows what victim incriminate herself in front of the jury. They never, Jesus they just let her do it in front Christ. of the jury. The, in front of the, the jury, and they also didn't clarify to the jury that, hey, she's yeah, out of it. This is all off the record. Kevin. And I'm sure the, ju- the judge was just like, well, the charge is if she robbed a bank. And yes, she did. So she yeah. said she robbed a bank. We have photo evidence. Yeah. And very, you know, because this, this trial took months. Uh, the Hearst Castle was bombed by what? seemingly either members of the SLA or other groups similar to them because she's testifying against them. God damn. Dude. Um, she came out about the rape, and that's about the from uh, Wolf, and that's when Emily Harris was interviewed. Totally unbiased. Um, <laughs> for the closing statements of this one trial, there are many trials. The prosecution says, "No, no, it was without coercion, and because it was a feminist group, they would have never allowed the sexual assault to happen. They oh never God, would have allowed dude. that." That was the that was the prosecution. The defense. What a, what a great fucking. Oh my god. You know what's even better? The defense, the defense agreed. Her lawyer uh, spilled a bunch of water down his front. Gave a rambling closing statement that I read three times today, and it I cannot remember it. It does not make any sense. What the fuck? It's stupid. So March twentieth, nineteen sixty-seven, Patricia is convicted of bank robbery and given the maximum sentence of thirty-five years. Jesus. Despite all of the evidence to the contrary, but the story doesn't end. Luckily, Judge Carter dies before the sentence is fully finalized. finalized. Another judge takes over, and the judge says, if you rob a bank, you're a shitbag, essentially. I'm I'm ad-libbing, but you rob a bank, you're a shitbag, but I think you were coerced. And he can't can't change that she's guilty. But he can change the sentence. Yeah. So he dropped it to the minimum, which was to seven years. Oh, good. Still too long. Yeah, but still way too long. better than nothing. And having a judge step in and say, no, you were obviously, like, obviously you were coerced. I don't know what the fuck this guy was doing. This was ridiculous. Yeah. In fewer words. Jesus Christ. So she goes to prison. For how she, long? For seven years. Oh, okay. So she's- She did she's, serve the full seven? Uh, we'll see. In prison, she, for some reason, immediately, her lung collapses- Oh, who would have thought? It led to emergency surgery, which prevented her from testifying against the Harrises. Oh, Emily, shit. Emily and William 
were being charged for the kidnapping of Patricia, yeah. and she could not testify because what of that emergency fuck? surgery. She was then given bail, despite being in for seven years. She was given bail during the arraignment for the the shooting the gun mm-hmm. and carjacking. Oh, okay. So during the arraignment, she was allowed to go out on bail under the condition that she was protected. Her father hires dozens oh, of bodyguards. I'm sure, yeah. And she's basically house arrest. Yeah. And this goes on, I think, for a couple of months. And the the judge gave her probation for the shooting at the sporting goods store and the hijacking events. And he basically said, I think you were coerced through torture. This is a cut and clear dry case. Everything that you've done was coerced through torture. So probation. Hell yeah. I'm like, okay, awesome. Like somebody is actually paying attention. That fucking Judge Carter was so frustrating to read through all this shit. So they, they start, you know, in 1978 comes around. So it's been a couple of years, two, two years since the sentencing. She's back in prison. The, uh, let's see, where was it? I just lost my place. So she's trying to appeal it. She appeals it up to the Supreme Court and they refuse to hear. Of course they fucking do. (laughs) Clarence Thomas was on the Supreme Court during this time. Like, wow, who would have thought? He's old now, but it really feels like that. So she's back in prison in 1978. It's been a couple of years. William and Emily are arraigned for the abduction, finally, for Patricia. And on that day, she finds a dead rat in her cell on her bunk. So there are SLA members in prison. And up up to that point, the prison took no special security precautions against her. Oh, my God. After that, she was watched a lot closer. But, you know, it's it's prison in the 70s. So they get charged, the, the Harris's, they get charged for simple kidnapping. Not kidnapping for ransom, even though they literally asked for a ransom. Not kidnapping and anything else. Just simple kidnapping. And they were released for time served. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fantastic. Great work. Grand. And now here's here's the weird part. Like, you think, okay, this is the end of the story. Like, the SLA, most of the members are either dead or rounded up at this point. I think the, the final member, I think one was in 1999, and the final one was in... 2002 or 2003 of the SLA was finally rounded up. Jesus. But, you know, where do we go from here? Some weird shit ends up happening. A representative, Leo Ryan. Have you heard of Leo Ryan before? No. Some people may be familiar with this name. I bet my wife would know this name. He was petitioning for her release. He was literally getting petitions from his, from his people to... Get her released. What year was this? Uh, late 70s. Oh, okay. 78? Yeah. During during her time served. Yeah. Uh, almost two years, I think. Okay. Into her sentence. He's petitioning for her release, but he never fully fills out the petition because he's killed at Jonestown. Oh. The cult. He's the representative who who visits them and gets yeah. shot. Jesus, and with the reporter. The fuck yeah! Isn't yeah, that yeah, weird? Yeah. Holy shit, dude! And how serendipitous that Jonestown happened. Remind me his name. A Leo Ryan, okay. representative Leo yeah. Ryan. Um, he damn. he gets yeah killed at Jonestown. The brainwashed masses of nine hundred people <laughs> commit suicide. 
What the fuck? And John Wayne, the actor, does a speech about how Jonestown just happened and how brainwashing led to the deaths of 900 people, but a teenage girl kidnapped by a terrorist group couldn't have been brainwashed. There's no way in a bid to get her released. Who who would have ever thought that I would sit here and be like, you know what? Maybe John Wayne was an okay right? guy. Because <laughs> I know he wasn't, but, no, he's but a piece maybe of shit, he did but like this, a couple good this things. one thing, I'll give him a pass on. Yeah. So what the all fuck? this shit happens. All the like brainwashing becomes this much more like yeah. accepted shitty Defense, thing. Yeah. Defense. Yeah. And Jimmy Carter commutes her sentence and says, you're done. 22 months in. Wow. You're done. She was released in 1979. She was still on probation for the the shooting and the carjacking. But other than that, she was free. Man, good old prison of JC. And then Bill Clinton enters Put her back the story. In jail. Puts her back in jail. She wouldn't go down on him. No, Bill Clinton, on his last day of office in 2001, Pardon pardons her. her entirely. Clears her of all charges. Damn. Two months after release, she ends up marrying a cop. Boo. But the cop was what on her security the, oh. detail from when she was out of prison. Oh, okay. I in the seventies, okay, and they they maintained contact, and she released some memoirs. She built a foundation to help kids with HIV and AIDS. Um, she's worked basically. I mean, rich white woman who also served prison time for some pretty hard sentences. She started doing charity work, fundraising work, everything like that. Yeah. And she actually started acting in the 90s and the early 2000s. I was going to say, her name sounded really familiar. She she was an actor. And then as of 2017, she does dog shows. What? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So she's still active. She does dog shows. She has to be, you know, called Patricia. She's She talks about it well, at least she when appropriate. Called, uh... She just asked. Yeah, Tanya. Yeah. She, no, Tania. She, yeah, Tania. She has to be, you know, be respectful. But yeah. Damn. Isn't that crazy? What a what a fucking turnaround! It, I it's just fucking crazy. That first judge was a piece of shit. Fuck him, dude. Yeah, like it. It was so like not even taking them serious, not even pretending to take them seriously, was so shitty. I yeah. So that's the story of Patricia Hurst. God damn, what a stud! And the SLA. Jesus. That picture's the best. That is, yeah. It's phenomenal. It'll definitely be on the Instagram. Yeah, it needs to be. Well, shit, dude. What a story. Damn. What a bullshit tale. I can't it believe really you is. lied. That whole I did. Thing. Was all made I made up. it up. I made this entire that story up. That shit was up. wild, though. No, Goodness I, gracious. The 70s were a, were a wild time. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Well, uh, if... You guys would like an extra episode a month or fucking sloppy seconds episodes. We got a bunch on Patreon. Uh, go to the support us page on our website, pointsopressure.com. Check it out. Uh, we have a couple different options on there. If you can't afford it, that's a okay. We don't judge. Um, we're just happy that you're listening to these episodes. Um, and AJ, you got those, those fucking names. Yeah, we got uh, the the chairpersons, Mini D and Toddle Waddle. Thank you, guys. Um, Mini D sucks at Scrabble. Just yeah. going to throw that out there. Fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> Mini-me yeah, me moron. Yeah. 
uh, Abby, AJ's third nut, Kitty Titties, Thomas, Weston, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, G Dog, Hayden, Laravo, and Lindo. Thank you guys so much for uh, you know supporting us. Check us out patreon.com forward slash points of pressure. Bonus content every month. This one's gonna be out on the first. Yeah, it of the next month. Yesterday. Because they're yeah. listening to it on Yeah, Monday. never mind. Wow, yeah. thanks a lot. I uh, Sorry, thanks I, I a broke lot. the fourth wall. Bonus episodes, bonus content, all the extra stuff. If you made it this far, you know. Yeah, if you made it this far, you're you're in. I got you're, a text. You're here to listen to your name. I got a text from my uh, from my wife saying, what is taking so long? Come upstairs. So, got to clear it up. I think Finish I got it a text, too. It's probably like, what is taking so long? Send him upstairs. Uh, yeah, is yeah. he dead? Uh, as always, and I'm going to really draw this last bit out. Please. Um, as always, feel free to reach out to us if you ever have any suggestions for movies, I don't know, TV shows, music. If you have an artist that you really like, maybe maybe an album, a playlist that you throw together, by all means, send it our way. If you have some magazines you recommend, some some news stories that you think might make a good episode. If you find a meme or an Instagram reel that you really like, or if you'd like to send us a link for TikTok that we're not going to click on, by all means, reach out to us on Instagram at points o pressure. Feel free to email us at ppdnaj, all the letters, at gmail.com, or go to our website, pointsopressure.com, and reach out to us there, and we will catch you next Monday. 